I'm Kyle Sparrow, the Eagle of the New England Free Jacks, and you're listening to the Jacks Rangers. Huzzah! Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am broadcasting from beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire, in the Granite Outpost. Welcome to episode 55. We're calling this one Staying Sharp. It is presented, as always, by our friends over at Stormalong American Hard Cider. Stormalong Cider, real craft hard cider made in Massachusetts. All of their ciders are made with 100% high-quality, fresh-pressed, locally-sourced apples, guys. You don't get that with the competitors. Trust me on that. Taste the storm along difference and get your hands on some today use promo code tjrs for 10 percent off your first online order at their website stormalong.com or check out their locator to find retailers near you respect the apple is their motto and, and their ciders are always made with 100 high quality fresh pressed locally sourced apples from orchards across new england as i was saying their com- competitors cannot promise that and they cannot guarantee it so get the best Get Storm Along today. All right. In this episode 55, we are joined with player interviews from Kyle the Eagle Sequera, a fan favorite, obviously, with the Free Jacks. We did this live stream uh, that you'll be hearing here shortly that was recorded for this podcast. And I think we had the most viewers during that live stream of all time. That just tells you how well-liked Kyle is among the fan base. And the reason we had him and also Terrell, which we'll get into in a moment on the show this time around, is because obviously we're in the offseason. We're continuing to storm right along here in the offseason now in the month of October. It is spooky season, but these guys are continuing to stay sharp in the Free Jacks offseason by playing with Mystic River for the Eagle and also Auckland Rugby for Terrell down there in the NPC who are now in the playoffs, so we we wish them the best of luck going forward down there. Uh, Terrell's absolutely killing it. Kyle's also killing it for Mystic. So we just wanted to catch up with those guys and see you know how their rugby is going here in the offseason. So the episode uh, will be like this today. We'll have Kyle the Eagle Sequera first and then Terrell Peta uh, as the second interview. And from there, we'll close up shop. I'll be back with you for a moment and then we'll get you out of here. Appreciate you riding along with us, Rangers. Let's kick that mother effing mule, baby. Let's hear that theme music. Here we go, baby. Woo! Huzzah! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined with my boy Bozo, Chris Lynn, and we got a very special guest this time around for our unfiltered storm along uh, interview here. This is Kyle the Eagle Sequera, a fan favor of the Free Jacks, just announced recently, re signed with the Free Jacks. Kyle, how the hell are you? Yeah, I'm good. Happy to be here. Uh, happy to have Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Uh, thanks for coming on once again. What is your impression of the first full season at Fort Quincy and the Jacks' 2022 season overall? It's been quite a while now, a couple months, but we wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I thought the season itself was a uh, like you just got to look at it as like baby steps, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know how we started to where we are now has just been a huge improvement, I think. Um, and I also think like the fans themselves like. Playing at Fort Quincy is like a whole different experience, and it's it's so surreal to play in front of all these people. And, and like I I swear we have the best fans in the league. So oh hell it's yeah, been awesome. We're in section five, or at least I am. And you know if, if I look over my left shoulder, I see your family, and and most of the time I can hear them too cheering you on. So it's it's really cool experience there. Um, uh, in this off season, you've been playing with Mystic River, obviously in the American Rugby Premiership. How has the season been going so far? Yeah, uh, it's been going well. Uh, we just won over the past weekend against White Plains. Mm-hmm. By um, one point, right? By, or by, I think by three. It was 27-24, I think it was. Okay. Um, good fight. Like, they put up a good show. Um, but, yeah, the league itself, like, from the first time I started playing men's club with Mystic Toll, now, like, the competition itself has grown so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really gives, like, a chance for American players that are in the MLR to, to do something in the off season, stay sharp. Absolutely. Um, but I also think it grows rugby in general because now you're seeing those guys come back and they're helping out the clubs and they're pushing the standard of rugby. So I think all around it's really good. 
For sure, man. You know, we had a, a Mystic River exclusive episode in the previous episode. So we talked to the president, Buzzy, the youth development director, uh, Mikey, and also head coach of Mystic, Kane Bubs, a.k.a. Bubba. Uh, and, you know, you just listen to them talk and it's all about development for Mystic. You know, they can win trophies and stuff like that, but their main thing is they want to develop uh, rugby players. Um, when he was on the show, Bubba, that is, uh, he talked about, you know, how you've really improved your game since last season with Mystic. Do you feel like these seasons playing in the ARP have helped you with the free jacks as well? Yeah, totally. Because, uh, I mean, you don't really have to take a lot of time off, you know? Like, there's not, like, that huge six-month mm-hmm. gap between season to season. Like, now it's only you play a short amount of games in a two- to three-month window, and now that the competition is getting pretty competitive, like, it's actually beneficial for everyone, and everyone's developing and getting better. So, like, you're really not taking a step down, and you're mm-hmm. Like staying in shape, doing all the little stuff. So, yeah, I think it's it's been a real help. Yeah, it's better than sitting on the couch watching freaking House of Dragons, right? Yeah. I mean, getting out there and playing, man. I mean, that's the thing for for young players, right? You gotta get, you gotta have game time. You have to be playing in games to develop your game. I mean, it's, it's fine to do drills and all that sort of stuff in practice, but you need that real game time to kind of uh, separate yourself and become better. Um, speaking of the off season here, over the weekend it was announced that your good buddy Quentin Newcomer has been traded to DC. What is your impressions of the Jacks off season so far? Uh, yeah, I don't really follow much of it to be honest with you. Um, but I know Scott, Mike, and TK all have a plan. Um, they're really pushing for it, so I trust I trust all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're gonna really be able to put a good product on the field coming up next season. So. Has the banter between you and Q kicked off a little bit with him being down there in DC now? I mean, Eastern Conference rivals, right? I mean, yeah, we're well, we're best friends, so uh, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. a little bit of banter. Um, sure, <laughs> but no, yeah, I um, I think it works out for everyone really well. So uh, he's happy about it, and I think the team is happy about it. I mean, they're probably not happy that they lost a good guy, but right, um, just making the best of both situations. So. And he's from Northern Virginia, I believe. So he's kind of like a homecoming for him. So I'm happy for the guy that he gets uh, an opportunity there. Um, you have the most famous famous mullet in MLR, maybe the most famous mullet in rugby uh, in the entire globe. Uh, when I had my mullet for charity, I got some pretty interesting looks from people. What's the most memorable interaction you've had with someone due to your mullet only? Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I can't even – I don't even know, man. A lot of people just come up asking for pictures – Oh yeah. Um, I mean, no one really says anything crazy, <laughs> but uh, nah, usually just pictures. Some people just say, "Oh, it's a sick mullet." Like walking yeah. down the street, like mind my own business. Um, <laughs> but, <can't... laughs> but yeah, nothing, uh, nothing too weird. I mean, it's, happened. it's an icebreaker for sure, right? I mean, you've got the hair, so people are just like, "Oh, this guy's cool," right? Like you know, yeah. He's Has anyone tried to tug it and be like, "Is this real?" Oh yeah, some people definitely tried touching it and stuff. It's a little that part's a little weird, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little strange for sure. I hope some of the magic rubs off. They're like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So nice. October is spooky season, so it got me thinking about some stuff here, Kyle. Uh, Free Jacks investigate with uh, the eagle and the mechanic was iconic. Though that episode that you had with him, other than Woodie. Have you had any paranormal encounters with like ghosts, UFO sightings, anything like that? Aliens, Bigfoot? Oh man, uh, probably not. But one of my okay. good friends from college always said that he never believed in dinosaurs, and I always thought that was the weirdest thing ever. That is weird, considering <laughs> there's fossils in the ground. Always give me theories and everything. And I was just like, bro, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah, nah. I can't. I can't nah. do that. Yeah. Uh, so there, that is a conspiracy that for sure. Uh, there's a lot of um, screwy stuff that happens with the fossils that you see at museums. Most of them are just recreations, but they have uh, actual fossil bones that are included in that. Oh, yeah, but yeah. they can't, you know, not not all the bones survive, so they have to actually make some. So uh, people are a little weary by that. I understand, but um, let's talk about horror villains. All right, who would you rather have to tackle? Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, or Freddy Krueger? Oh, man. Probably Mike Myers because he's wearing the goalie mask. Can't really see his face. He's only coming at me with the machete, so I'll, I'll be good. Uh, that would be Jason Voorhees from Friday oh. the 13th. This one right God. here. 
<laughs> I'm guessing not a slasher film guy for you, no, Kyle, huh? Not okay. a scary movie guy at all. <laughs> all right. I was going to ask enough. you, what, what's your favorite scary movie? But we'll leave that one off here. Um, yeah, so I, I looked this up. Michael Myers, depending on which version, you you know, which universe you consider, whether it be um, – uh rob zombie he's supposedly like six foot nine in the rob zombie movie so uh, you know terrible to tackle there unless you just go low right you're hoping for the best jason Voorhees, more like six foot uh four six foot five ish but really stout very muscular freddy krueger supposedly is only like scrum half size he's like five foot nine he's like a uh, holden younger type so i think i would go with him bozo do you have a a pick in this a dog in the oh, fight. Oh, who I tackle? I'm going at yeah. the biggest guy. Are you kidding me? Okay, at the biggest right, guy, and I'm just okay. breaking his knees. That's it. <laughs> All right. I just got one one play to make, and if it doesn't work, well, then I'm screwed. That's true. Yeah, so, I think. I but I'm screwed against them. all of them because they're horror guys. Yeah. So like I tackle them, and then just put the yeah. you know put the machete in my back. I'm done. Absolutely. Yep. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, favorite <laughs> Halloween costume you've ever worn? Worn. I mean, it could be an adult or as a kid. What's your all-time favorite? Oh, man. All-time favorite Halloween costume? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, probably Jackie Moon, semi-pro. Okay. Yep. Very wow. good. Okay. Got, got yeah, the, the wig little, and everything. Yeah, oh, the yeah. afro. Very nice. Yep. yep. It was That's awesome. an underrated uh, Will Ferrell movie. A lot of his movies are like hit and miss. That one's actually a hit, I think. Um, it's But it's like sneaky. Uh, not a lot of people talk about that one. Um, what will you be this year for Halloween? You got any uh, ideas on that? Oh, man. No, not really, because I'm not a big Halloween person. I haven't dressed okay. up in so long. <laughs> I always, when I'm down in North Carolina in my hometown, everybody knows me as the Michael Myers of Bethlehem Estates, which is where I grew up. It's like a little subdivision. So anytime I'm down there for Halloween, I always have to do the whole Michael Myers get up. Um Best or worst Halloween candy? Halloween's not your holiday. I'm sorry about it. these questions. Uh, we got to uh, get through no. them here. No, you're good. Uh, I love candy, though. So uh, my favorite is either Reese's or Almond Joy. Nice. And then nice. my worst, oh, man, probably Hershey's. Okay, Hershey's. just like the regular bar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of not boring. Big, Do you just feel like you're bad. robbed? Yeah. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is like, really basic. The ones that like the mocha ones, like not bad, but like that one, you're just like, eh, there's not much going on here. What? I'm, I remember as a kid getting like, um, like a piece of candy that was in like a, a wax, waxy, um, like paper that was, you know, like twisted up. And when you open it up, it was like a toffee or something like that. That stuff was garbage. It's almost like butterscotchy type of nasty flavor. I don't know what the hell it was. It didn't even have a name on it. That's how, you know, bogus that stuff was. Um, I will ask this actually, just I'm kind of curious because you're not a scary movie guy. What is your favorite scary movie though? Do you have one in particular that stands out that you actually will oh, watch? Man. Not honestly, not really. I mean, like I've watched uh, like Stranger Things, but that's really not like a scary movie. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of like a drama. I don't know. Um, no, I hate like jump. I hate like things jumping out at me. I could watch okay. like uh, I could watch like the paranormal stuff and all that. Okay, stuff yep. yep. But uh. Things jumping out on the screen. Yeah, I'm not real good at that stuff. <laughs> I would like to see, like, I would like to be a fly on the wall, watch having you watch like The Exorcist or something, or something like that. Just, I, I think it would be hilarious. Definitely but, jump uh, a lot, and yeah, yeah not, <laughs> not, not for me. <laughs> I like the original um, Saw. That was a good one. Yep, yep, for sure. I just rewatched um, Paranormal Activity, the original one. It's pretty dang good, man. Like a lot of people poo-poo that movie with like just how low budget it is or whatever, but I thought it was really good. Uh, it's just a different take on everything because you know the the way the horror movies come out nowadays. Here I go on a rant right now, but um, they're just not very scary. Um, so I just thought that was kind of different and kind of good. But um, I'll I'll let uh, Bozo take over here. I appreciate your time as always. Yeah, Kyle, nice to see you again, brother. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I just want to take a quick moment. Shout out to our boys over at Storm Along, American Mm -hmm. Hard Cider. Have you had a chance to have any, Kyle, or you Storm Along guy? I've had a couple Storm Alongs. Yeah, they're pretty good. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Just a quick, quick, like little side note. Happy holidays, White Mountain Magic. The seasonal's coming out. They're very delicious. Go give them a try. I got myself some Blue Hills and the Silver Bullet today because, well, I take them off the short stack. Let's just put it. They fell off the back of the truck, kind of. Deal. There you go. Yeah. So I got them. But now got, we'll get into the. 
I'm sorry. I just want to say I did have I got some um, happy holidays. Absolutely delicious. Once again, hitting it out of the park with that one. Yeah, I guess I'll start off with the joke question. So, Kyle, uh, do you, are you busting out the? I don't know if they're still a sponsor. I think they are, but uh, the Vermont flannel. Do you got your leggings and your Uggs and your pumpkin spice coffee? Are you ready to rock and roll? <laughs> yeah, like basic white girl. Yeah, dude, I got it all. I'm a big pumpkin. I do. I love pumpkin. Um, and I definitely have my Vermont flannel. One year we did a polar plunge. It's actually pretty cool in Burlington, and they get, they kitted us all out with uh, sweatshirt like flannel sh- uh, shorts, long sleeve flannel pants, um, underwear, the whole a blanket, the whole nine yards. So got all of it. Nice. nice. Uh, Tavetta Soul ch- uh, chime in here saying, hi, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing all the fans onto the show. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, he, he does quite a bit of online gaming through Facebook. So I'll throw in a huzzah every once in a while on his channel. So I appreciate him coming on here and saying hi to Kyle. Oh, that's my favorite thing to watch on Facebook right now. There you go. Yeah. And playing Club G. He's killing it, man. <laughs> nice. So, hey, like other, uh, Kyle, uh, not Kyle, you're Kyle. Phil uh, yes. asked you about the, the ARP season. Uh, how What have you been up to other than rugby? Um, I've been... Yeah, doing that. Um, just been doing some stuff with the Free Jacks, really, some skills and whatnot. Um, have an internship. Um, just doing some business development kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's been all going pretty well. Um, keeping myself busy, just getting ready for the season coming up. Nice. And then, uh, what are you looking forward to most next season? Oh, man. Um, I think my biggest thing is just trying to get better than I was last year and I mean try to do better than we did the previous year so that means get to the championship uh, and hopefully win the whole thing I mean that's pretty much the goal right now mm-hmm. hell yeah hell yeah um wh- for from last season who was the toughest opposing like front row group that you played oh man oh uh, who um, I think the toughest one was probably Atlanta. There's some big boys, definitely know what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. and that one was pretty tough. Um, especially like the, the first time we had to play them in Atlanta, like it was so hot, like not used to that type of heat and everything, uh, going down there and trying to, I think we had like 20 scrums that game. And then our whole thing, our whole game plan was we have to, we have to out scrum them. Um, we had to want to scrum longer than them. So I think that whole mindset, yeah, it was definitely tough. Those guys are good, good pack. Yeah. Speaking of Atlanta, real quick sidetrack here, two very different matches when you played down in Atlanta. And then when we played up at Fort Quincy, is that like a weird, a weird thing? Or is that just the teams adjusting to each other or, or, or what's going on? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I felt like for that, those first 20 minutes when we played at Quincy, like, we were dominated them. They had nothing. I felt like they had nothing that we couldn't handle. Um, and then who knows, like the, the whole thing with Slade and, and Jesse and the whole fight that was happening. Um, like it was a chippy game to begin with. The guys are just going at each other. Um, all could have played in, put could have played into it. Um, but yeah, I think our bench too, like their bench probably got a little bit better. Um, they knew what we were coming with on our bench. So I think they adjusted pretty well, gave us a good run for our money. Yeah. And then kind of piggybacking off my last question, who is the toughest individual you've scrummed against in the league? Ooh. Like who's um, a tough day at the office? Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I had, all right, I'll go back to Atlanta that the, I forgot his name, but now he plays for the Drua and he plays for the Fujian national team. He played for Atlanta last year or the fall, the year before that dude was damn good now he's pleased starting for the fiji national yeah. team so yeah he's he's tough to hit the offense yeah <laughs> and then what what uh front row pack do you look forward to most playing like because you're gonna beat them up or whatever like oh man I, we owe new york a good uh a good beat down yeah. so hell i think yeah. i'm most looking forward to that one Hell yeah. I love that too, that you're, you're from Connecticut, but you're with the new England side. Cause I feel like Connecticut's yeah. a 50, 50 state, man. Dude, what is worse? Connecticut people that are like all New York. That is the worst ever. Like, come on, those, man. 
That's my Ugh. my dad, my dad and my grandpa are all New York fans. Well, they grew up on that side of Connecticut, so like they're all. Uh, and then growing up here, yeah. So like uh, 2009 and 2011 were probably the uh, toughest days in my household for me growing up because uh, the Patriots lost the Giants and it was yep. never yeah. heard the end of that one mm-hmm. uh, ever. I think they still. Uh, I I can still hear 18 wins, one giant loss echoing. Yeah. My dad bought me a shirt that said 18 and one on it and then made oh. me wear it for like three days. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Yeah, yes. that's brutal. He's like, here's a good reminder uh, of a great of a great historic season. Said, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, Phil might have asked you this question one of the times you've been on the show. But, you know, obviously your hair best in the league. That's pretty that's a unanimous. Anybody voting the other ways. Um, taking some kind of drug yeah they're delusional but um who's your favorite hair and you can't pick yourself oh man you can't say i look in the mirror and be like it's me (laughs) damn (laughs) i mean i loved uh villy's afro that was pretty uh yeah pretty sick all puffy and everything and looked like you could just like sleep in it (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. puffy ball all right, I uh, just got a couple questions, kind of not rugby related, just for fun. Uh, you got any thoughts on the Queen, man? On her passing? <laughs> not, I, mean, nah, not. I don't care about the Queen. No, I figured, just thought I'd throw it out there. And then, <laughs> but what about Coolio? You throwing it out oh, for, for our guy Coolio? Paradise, bro. Yeah, the song's a banger. Rest yeah, of yeah. kind of upset about that one. I'm much more yeah. up about him than compared to the Queen, huh? true yeah yeah not a lot of people know that but this is a that was a cover song or a riff off of uh stevie wonder and then they performed it together in 95 and he didn't swear and he usually swears in his songs but he didn't because stevie was like nah man you're not you're not ripping my my song and then swearing on it so you got to figure it out so he did yeah that's a yeah the bummer he's like 59 so and then uh I think I know what your answer is going to be to this one based off of our, our, our New York kind of banter here, but are you sick and tired of hearing about Aaron judge? Who's not breaking a real record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool just cause, uh, I mean, he's the only one to do it without taking steroids yet. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but, uh, I mean, he really hasn't, he tied him, right. He hasn't even broken it. He just tied no, him. I don't, yeah, he's just tied right I now. He's I think. at sixty-one yeah. still too. Yeah. So like, he still hasn't really broken anything. Um, I mean, man, like that thing's been there since sixty-one or whenever he broke it in the sixties. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it could kind of just go away. I mean, I'm not a big baseball guy, so. Yeah, I'm cool. looking forward to uh, hockey season starting up soon, huh? Oh yeah, that's right. The rooms look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this one's back to we're going we're going to we're going to revisit candy, candy corn. Is it God's gift to man or is it the worst thing and the most disgusting oh, thing ever? Worst thing ever. I hate it. <laughs> no. I hate no. It. All right. Well, you Even can bring the, your candy corn to Fort Quincy because I know it'll still be good. It won't be stale by then, and I'll eat it in the spring. Even the little like uh, marshmallow ducks that you get the puffs or whatever. Oh, those are. Eh can't do it man those peeps yeah those are great yeah yeah the peeps peeps yeah yeah yeah. nah all right man that's all the fun questions and that's all the questions i had thanks man yeah no problem a couple quick things here and we'll get you out of here kyle appreciate you coming on as always uh i think this is your third or fourth appearance so yeah well you're one of our favorites on here always uh with the evolution of the free jacks to canada south and i'm doing quotations which you can't see um can you give us a canadian accent I mean, I know you're a big hockey guy. A lot of Canadian oh. hockey players that I'm sure you've heard Sorry, of. Sorry, eh? <laughs> that's not, that's not, not too bad. Not bad that's at not all. Bad. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. I think right. uh, I was I was joking with TK the other day. Like, we probably should start uh, singing O Canada before all of our games instead of the national anthem. Or maybe do both, you know? We are in the works right now talking with some other folks with the 1st Regiment and all those, uh, all the movers and shakers, I guess, in, in the fandom about doing a Canadian appreciation game like we did with the Scottish appreciation. Um, for this year, we want to have, you know, flannel, Mountie costumes, Canadian Royal, uh, Labatt Blue, you know, just, just go all out. You know, maple no, syrup, we- just chugging it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So that should be. We need to get a pill box and we need to you get you crack that open with the players in the locker room. So it's his beer. It's made by Molson and it's literally just called Pilsner. It just says Pilsner on the can with like a little like 1920s scene in it. And that's it. And they call it it comes in 24 packs and they call it uh pillbox, aka Saskatchewan Champagne. We'll get some of those. (laughs) Hell yeah. I don't know if any of those guys are from Saskatchewan, but whatever. It sounds cool. Most of those guys are from uh, um, Ontario, I think, for the most uh, part. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to have some of those uh, guys on later in this week. This is a crazy week for us right now because we've got you today. We've got Terrell tomorrow. We've got um, Cole Keith on Wednesday. And then finally, Connor Young is going to be joining us. So four straight uh, lives. Uh, it's going to be awesome. But the final thing that we like to do here, as I'm sure you're aware, Kyle, is the Storm Along One Word Association. The first one is going to be Canada. <laughs> oh man, uh, red. All right, Bruins. <laughs> oh, favorite team. Hell yeah. Uh, Halloween. <laughs> Candy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mystic. Club team. Woodgy. Mascot. And the final one is Jack's Rangers. Oh, great people. Hell yeah. Appreciate you, Kyle. This has been awesome. Uh, any final thoughts for the Rangers out there? I know you just got that uh, that contract uh, dis- uh, situated. You've been re-signed with the Free Jacks. Anything you want to say to the Rangers out there before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, not too much. Just uh, can't wait to see everyone at uh, Fort Quincy coming for this upcoming season. Um, and, yeah, I hope it will be a good show. So just keep coming out and supporting us. Hell yeah. Uh, can't wait. Bozo, you got anything before we get out of here? Nah, man, I'm good. Thank you. All right. The, the final thing I wanted to show on the screen here, Tavetta Soul put me on the screen. There you go. All right. <laughs> we got one word to get out of here in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. We have a storm along, unfiltered interview with our boy, Terrell Payta. We've got uh, Dave as well on the line here. Let's get right into it. Uh, Terrell is joining us from the future, ladies and gentlemen. He is in New Zealand right now. I believe he would just heard that he is a part of the 23 that uh, for Auckland that will be facing off against North Harbor. Their arch rival, I believe, if that's correct. Terrell, how's the weather down there? Yeah, it's um, it's actually been quite sunny today, but uh, for the past few days it's been pretty rain, raining quite a bit. So today's a good day, and hopefully it holds up for Saturday. Oh, for Friday, sorry. Uh, what's the temperature like? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I'm not good with temperature. Warm. It's warm. <laughs> All right. Fair it's enough. <laughs> that's good. That's not, that's what I was looking for. Uh, what has been your impression? Let's kind of rewind a little bit and go back to your Free Jacks days here. What was your impression of the first full season at Fort Quincy and the Jacks 2022 season overall? Well, look, mate, I was real happy with the team and um, uh, our coaching staff and how we went this year. Um, obviously, not the way we wanted to finish with the semi-final, losing to Hoboken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it was awesome. It was also I had, uh, mate. It was it was my first international experience, you know, playing for another team overseas. So um, mm-hmm. I couldn't bad things over there. So it was awesome. I loved it. It was an awesome environment. Awesome people as well. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, in the offseason, you've been playing with Auckland, as we've been talking about here. In the NPC down there in New Zealand, how has the ca- campaign been going for you so far? Um, we had a bit of a rocky start. Uh, we won our first few games, and then we um, ended up losing a, a couple in a row to teams we should have beaten. So um, it has been rocky, but we've made it to the quarterfinals, so we're, we're in a good place at the moment. Auckland's a bit of a powerhouse down there in New Zealand. I believe it's the largest city in uh, New Zealand, so it's got, it produces some excellent rugby players there. Um, yeah. How is the quality and level of competition in NPC compared to MLR? What would you say? Is it is it comparable? Yeah, yeah, you can compare it um, to a lot of things. Uh, it's a lot faster, if I'm being honest. Um, okay. There's a more, there's a lot more tactical and information. Um, sort of things involved um, with, you know, how New Zealand rugby is that, you know, New Zealand rugby at the top of the world. So oh, yeah. um, it's, a, it's a step up compared to uh, MLR, but um, I could tell you that MLR is a lot more physical um, in terms of, um, you know, contact and um, banging bodies and, and whatnot. But um, 
the rugby over here is uh, a step up, but in saying that, it is still quite difficult in the MLR. You know, you've got a lot of big boys over there who love contact, um, who love yes. the physicality. So the physicality is a lot um, stronger over in America. That's that's just my opinion anyway. Oh, yeah, sure. Say other um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think we've heard that, you know, it's it's a it's it's on par in terms of physicality within NPC. We've heard that from people, but you know, you're saying that it's a bit a step up. I mean, that's kind of cool. I, you know, I'm glad that we've got a little bit of a step up, but also the, you know, of course the technical side from a New Zealand mm -hmm. standpoint, I imagine that it would be a bit higher at this point in the league's history. Um last weekend your side Auckland played Taranaki, uh, which has yeah. three signed free jacks on the at least at the beginning of the season they did. Uh Stan the man yeah. Vandenhoven is injured. Uh, but you played yeah. against the past and also the Taranaki tank over the weekend. Slade is also signed on with the Turbos. Obviously, their season is over with now. But have you been able to keep up with the other Free Jacks that have been playing in PC? Yep, yep. So I caught up with the boys on the weekend um, after our game. Had a couple beers with them. Nice. Um, during the game, a lot of stick, you know, giving Millennium a lot of stick. Jesse, yeah. he's still the same. He's exactly the same. He's a pest. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would kick the ball down and he'd be holding my collar when I'm trying to chase the ball. At <laughs> just like, bro, I was just like, get lost, man. You're so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I've caught up with a couple of boys. Caught up with Slade when we played down in Manor too. So, yes. Um, yeah, it was good to see all of them, bro. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, very cool that we have these, you know, these jacks playing in other places and they can they can interact and network with the other players in these leagues. Um, congrats on scoring two tries, by the way, in that game against Saranaki. It seems like every time you get selected, you make a huge impact on the pitch. You had an injury that has kept you out of uh, the lineup in previous weeks, of course, towards the beginning of the season. Um, is it a confidence booster for or for when you actually do get selected that you perform well coming off of an injury or does it just like it's yeah, any other game? Yeah, I think for me, mate, like it's, I've always got something to prove. So I think I go out there with a chip on my shoulder and, mm -hmm. you know, that's my mind. And um, I don't know, you could call it a fluke. Like, honestly, I don't know how, like I've scored more points in uh, NPC level than I have like in any other team in my life. So um, <laughs> it's been, been pretty, pretty happy with where I am at the moment. Obviously, there's always key areas I need to work on, but mm -hmm. I'm just off my place at the moment. When I hear chip on the shoulder, I immediately think of Tom Brady. Not the Tom Brady right now, but T T uh, ugh, excuse me, peak Tom Brady from the, when the Patriots. You know, he always used that six round pick thing as fuel to his fire and stuff like that. He always considered, you know, things where he was kind of like um, looked aside and stuff like that to help him better his game. So, I mean, whatever works, right? Uh, you know, as long as you're performing on the pitch, whatever you know you're doing to make that a reality, uh, keep doing it, man, because you're kicking ass down there. Because Auckland's such a powerhouse team, you know, um, there's a lot of players who have played, you know, Super Rugby, mm -hmm. uh, played over, it's played over, all over the world, mate. And uh, there's only like a, a handful of us who haven't really, you know, gone into that step yet, stepped up, mm -hmm. stepped up to that level yet. So I think for me, that's probably been my biggest motivation. Like, right. you know, I have, probably these guys have played at a higher level, so I've got to prove myself. So that's what sure. I pretty much try and do. Gotcha. So Auckland will be playing a rival of theirs in the form of North Harbour in the quarterfinals, as we were saying earlier for NPC. Um, it was just announced that you'll be in the 23. Uh, what's the mood like in the locker room right now? You just got back from training. And how do you feel about y'all's chances of winning this game and moving on? Um, I think the boys are pretty pretty keen. You know, they're real eager to get out there and um, smash up, smash the people from up the road. They're just literally like <laughs> 10 15, mate. So it'll be yeah. good to get stuck. Really, um, we've got a few key players back, uh, from the All Blacks. So we got um, they've kind of bolstered our squad a little bit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we got Akira Yuani and uh, Patrick Tupolotu. Um, those guys are really good players. So it'll be good to have them in our team for a bit of um, you know, give the boys a bit of motivation, extra motivation, and um, just to help us out out there. Eh? For sure. Mm. We'll be pulling for you. I mean, you're the only free Jack left that is uh, competing in NPC this year because the other teams have been eliminated from the competition there. Um, have you spoken to the free Jacks coaches or uh, general manager, Tom kindly since you've been back in New Zealand? If so, what have been those conversations? Have they been like? Um, nothing's been rugby, rugby related. You know, it's just checking up on me, how I am and stuff. And how's mm -hmm. my family? Which is um, That means they have a lot of time for me and that means they're, in the back of their thoughts and mm -hmm. it's been awesome 
been really appreciative of their messages. And um, Mike's actually coming up next week, so he he told me he wanted to catch up with me. So, yeah. yeah. But- that's great news. Um, I I was on recently with uh, Dan from Quincy, as we call him, uh, David Lawrence from the Scrum of the Earth podcast. I was on one of his episodes, and he asked me, um, "Who do I believe is going to have like a breakout season, or who's you know who has the, who's the free jack that's returning that has the most amount of potential?" And I, I immediately I said you because I think that you you know you're a younger player that has a lot left in the tank in terms of talent uh, and developing into an excellent player. So we're really looking forward to you coming back, but I wanted to get to that right now. Is there a timetable when you will know that you'll be back with the Jacks in 2023, or is that kind of still up in the air? At the moment, um, I have signed that three-year deal. So at the moment I am, I am wanting to come back, but um, and saying if anything shows up over here, you know, Mm -hmm. like a super or, anywhere over in Australia, which is probably closer to home. Um, I'd probably take that because it's probably big, um, with my headspace and whatnot, you know, like sure. um, family and being close to my partner. So absolutely. Um, at the moment, yeah, I want to go back to America and um, we'll hopefully bring that title back this year. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, that was a bit of a bummer. But, you know, as long as we continue to get better, you know, as long as we get to that championship game, you never know what's going to happen. It's kind of a 50-50 coin flip at that point. So just got to get to that point, and we'd love to have you back, obviously. Um, October here in uh, the United States in the Northern Hemisphere is spooky season, uh, Halloween. And it got me thinking. I did a little bit of research on the traditions of Halloween, like trick-or-treating and stuff like that. It's not really that big of a big deal in New Zealand, apparently. I know that you enjoy movies though are you a horror movie fan yeah i am a horror movie fan actually <laughs> thank god because kyle uh yesterday was not and i had a bunch of questions and he was just like what do you want me to do pal i'm not a horror fan but yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> there's um uh, i'm into like the conjuring and stuff and um, okay insidious. but um, right i have a have a bit of a problem watching it with my partner because my my partner loves horrors but um in the middle of the night she seems seems to like start sketching out in bed like she starts shaking and i'm like waking her up i'm like what are oh you doing she's having bad dreams and i'm like bro i told you we shouldn't watch that <laughs> i never watch it her. oh i do oh, but, oh, yeah. Billy, Billy. yeah she scares right me more than oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough um which horror villain would you rather tackle michael myers jason Voorhees, or freddy krueger any preference oh. on that that's a good one, Michael Myers. Jason, probably uh, Freddy Krueger because well, Jason Voorhees is huge and yes. Michael Myers is pretty big as well. So exactly. The best chance. I said the, I said the same thing. Now uh, on yesterday's episode, I can't remember what Kyle said. I think Kyle actually confused Jason and uh, Michael. Uh, but again, yeah. not a horror guy at all. But um, uh, Bozo picked um, Jason Voorhees because he's the biggest guy in terms of being stout. And I picked Freddy yeah. Krueger. I've got your logic as well, where like he's the smallest guy. So I'm just going to completely, uh, you know, destroy that that guy. Dave, do you have a preference on this? I want to get your, your pick. Uh, I think I'd hit I think I'd hit Michael Myers because I think he I think, you know, it takes him a while to get up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can at least make the tackle and get away if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think he might be one of those, you know, kind of big for no reason guys, or he's actually a little <laughs> soft. You hit him hard and he's going to pop like a marshmallow. <laughs> that sounds like my plan days, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Michael Myers, although is just pure evil. That's that. So yeah. that's not a great thing. When you tackle him, he gets angry and he just will never stop. No matter how fast you can run on the pitch, Michael Myers can walk faster and just catch up with you. So there's that. Yeah, for sure. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to my boy Dave here. Dave, take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've now gotten to experience transitioning from NPC to MLR and back. And you spoke already about the differences between the two leagues of physicality and kind of the tactical complexity of the NPC. Uh, do you feel like there's a benefit for you as a player to move between those two competitions like do you think that's uh accelerating you and your your abilities and really pushing your career forward to kind of see both worlds and get to play both styles of rugby oh definitely mate um you know you want to get used to new zealand rugby as much as you can um for us kiwis that's the ultimate goal you know to make the all make the multi all blacks and um the more rugby you can play here 
um, the more rugby is, because the rugby's are not all similar throughout the levels. So yeah. you want to be, you know, already already knowing what to do when you get higher and higher, but you're obviously still learning new things as well. Whereas um, coming back to the MLR, you know, um, it, it's physical, but it's also on the rise. Like it's, it's a growing sport in rugby. And, um, in the MLR, you can, you can help help that rugby that's on the rise. You can help grow it over there because you're giving your knowledge that you've taken from here in New Zealand and you're passing it on to people from, you know, America, England, mm-hmm. Canada. You know, you're also sharing your knowledge with them. So, um, yeah, a way they can relate, but you know what I mean, eh? Like, yeah, it's like a big mixing bowl, you know, where all these different styles of rugby from all around the world, you know, you make a team out of guys. It's pretty special. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you mentioned uh, in in Auckland that you really get motivated by playing with uh, teammates who have experience and playing against guys who have a lot of experience. Is it also really beneficial to be around that experience in practice? You know, you mentioned Tupelo and you know somebody like Akira Yuani who's played for you know Maori All Blacks, All Black Sevens, fourteen caps for the All Blacks. That's a lot, you know, and, and he's a blindside flanker. So do you feel like you're able to really pick up on a lot? Yeah, so I try and pick his brain as much as I can, and he's he's also um, he's an awesome guy as well. He gives a lot of great feedback, and he tells you, um, no, don't do this, do that, and um, it's just real helpful because not every day you get to take advice from an All Black eh, or someone from that level of um, experience. So I've been you know picking the brain of all the boys coming back and forth, and I'm trying to develop my own game at the same time. That's fantastic. Sounds sounds really beneficial, but also probably a lot of fun to get all those guys in those conversations. You go through like a fanboy stage, but you yeah. kind of need to get over it pretty fast because like it's everything's just happening so fast, and you're you're playing alongside these. You can't be a fan for too long because you've grown up watching them. Eh? Like growing up, yeah. Always like oh, I used to watch this guy when I was younger. I can't believe them now, but. Then, like oh this is the real deal like you know you got to try and develop and learn off these guys as much as possible so it's been awesome mate yeah that's fantastic um how about the city of auckland itself is it nice to be back any favorite like restaurants things to do around the city that you're really enjoying returning to yeah, yeah it's good to be back you know it's good to see my friends and my family and also my partner yeah it was hard being away from, you know, especially with what happened last year. It got a lot yeah. harder, um, but it's awesome to be back. Um, <clears throat> the thing about Auckland is they call it the rat race because there's so much traffic. Once it hits three uh, o'clock, it t- it'll take you like an hour to get to somewhere that's only 10 minutes away. And it's horrible. Sounds that's like Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing I hate about Auckland, but um, I, I like going to, you know, out to town with my friends quite a bit. Um me and my missus go on a dinner date every now and then. So no specific areas that I have favorites, but yeah, yeah I like a little bit of everything. That's great. Mm. Um, what do you like to do to unwind and relax between matches and workouts? I know you're busy. Uh, yeah. Spending time with your friends and your partner, obviously really important to you. Um, any hobbies? Has Jesse dragged you out on the golf course? I know he's a big <laughs> golfer. Nah, he, he actually lives probably like four or five hours away from me. So okay. Met up with him for a golf for a whack of the ball, but uh, man, I'm pretty simple. I just sleep or I just play the game. <laughs> yeah, I go grab a coffee with the boys. And that's about it. I'm just a simple guy, man. Like I, I love my sleep. Eh? Like I was trying to sleep as much. as That's the way to do it. Pit Viper got yeah. Phil's got the golf hat. I, I'm not a golf hit, guy. Have... I'm no. not a golf guy. No, this is just to make fun of golf here. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I see. I know. I, I read, I, the, I read just, all the uh, words on the hat. It's, it's important. <laughs> um, excellent. Uh, that's that's good. I, I like that. I appreciate a good night's sleep myself. Um, and you're, you'll, you'll only like it more and more as you get older. <laughs> um, let's see. In, in an interview before you came up last season, you mentioned about how exciting it was to have the opportunity to travel around the U.S., and see cities, you know, all over this country. Um, did it live up to the hype? Any really fun experiences you were able to have while you were here? Oh, definitely, man. Like, I had some of the best times, like, traveling to different states and um, you know, seeing stuff I only saw on TV growing up. Um, I really enjoyed Texas. Texas was awesome. You know, it was yeah. a nice 
nice sort of it was pretty sunny and that's what i enjoy the sun um the barbecue was crazy like they 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 mean it when they say everything's big in texas eh? yeah yep it was crazy i was buzzing out and that's like all those little things like that you guys are probably used to like um like i enjoyed everything like all the burger joints and stuff like all the takeouts like all that sort of stuff like okay i see everything on tiktok so i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> gonna be missing it you'll be looking forward to coming back i'm sure yeah. i'm really excited to come back bro so hopefully plans everything plans out well yeah yeah, absolutely. We we are, our fingers are crossed. We know you got the contract signed, and but obviously at the same time, we one of the fun things about being an MLR fan is seeing players uh, sometimes move on to a higher level of competition, yes. and really and coaches for that fact. You know, Ryan yeah. Martin last year, so uh, or two seasons ago now. Um, so really, really cool, and uh, you know, we always have the best wishes for for everybody on the team. We want you back, but we we'll, you know we understand and we'll we'll always support you if that's yeah. not how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. Um, now on some, I, I, I try to work in my fun questions too. Um, baseball players in the United States are famous, n- notorious maybe for showing back up at spring training out of shape, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, too many burgers and hot dogs over the mm-hmm. winter, uh, maybe a few too many beers. So in honor of major league baseball playoffs starting up soon, I've got a couple questions about, that fitness in the off season. Now, obviously you're playing at a really high level, so there's not actually any question about your fitness level, but I'm curious about how expectations to players are communicated. Like at the end of the season, is there like a team meeting where they talk about what you need to be doing in the off season and how you need to come back in, in the winter or what? I think as a professional rugby player, mate, I think that's actually a part of your job, you know, um, yeah. after your and um, taking care of your fitness and other things. There's not really any comms around like, um, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. You just kind of know, like, you don't want to show off, show up to yeah. preseason out of shape. You know, you got props running faster times than you. Like, that's just, for me anyway, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's expectations associated with different positions. And I mean, you right. play, you play one of those positions where you better be motoring around all the time. That's what you're expected to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, mate, like my my body composition's horrible. Like, I can train for, mate, give me like eight weeks to see it fit, and I won't train for like two weeks. My fitness is just totally gone. So, for me, I <laughs> I have to keep on my toes all the time. So even in off season, I'm trying to, you know, um, have a have a good time off because you know you don't want to be training your whole life. You know, you got to balance everything out. You yeah. spend time. Got to do Christmas. You got to do, you know, New Year's with everyone, all your friends. But at the same time, you got to have the in the back of your head. You got to, you know, oh, fuck, I got to go do this. I got to go for a run. I got to go to the gym. So, for me, I'm pretty lucky. Like I have a that sort of mindset. Like I don't really buzz off. Like I don't really let my fitness try and go too far. Like, yeah. I mm-hmm. don't get too far. So, um. I think that's just my old man, how my old man brought me up. He just always taught me, like, you know, train, train. So I'm pretty lucky to have that mindset. Yeah, that's great. It serves, serves you well, for sure. And mm-hmm. it's easier to stay in shape than get in shape, right? That's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate your time. I don't know if Phil might have a couple more uh, questions yeah. for you. But this is this has been really enjoyable. Best of luck um, in your upcoming match and the rest of the – postseason and we are looking forward to seeing you back in boston yeah terrell i was admiring your your necklace there is that got a backstory what what's what's it looks great man what's um, that yes the moldy necklace so we call it a ponamu um, okay my my mom actually gifted to me when before i went to america um it's just uh to keep me safe and you know it's sort of like a good luck charm pretty much it's very and, um, cool and if you ever come to new zealand you see a lot of moldies wearing this and um it's just it's just a moldy traditional thing. Um, it's just good luck or we love you and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. It looks great. Um, yeah. the, what I have for you here is I wanted you to give us an attempt because we've got a lot of Canadians coming in. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the all season. Uh, Kyle didn't seem to know what was going on with the pre-jacks. He wasn't paying too much attention, but we got a lot of Canadians coming into the squad in 2023. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you to give us your best attempt at a Canadian accent. You think you got it in you? I don't even know how Canadians talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wouldn't even know how to make fun of them. Right, yeah. 
Mexican and Folsy sound exactly like Americans. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a, just a little bit of a difference, but yeah, it's I, pretty close. Yeah, you just gotta the throw biggest, a on the end there, right? Yeah, the the two like stereotypical things are that they'll say a at the end yeah. of a sentence, so you know that's kind of their, almost like a it, huh, you know? At the yeah, end. yeah, yeah, or, or like a question. It's how they denote yes. a question, you know? Right. Uh, I'm you know, like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. Fair. fair enough. Yep. Um, the last thing, of course, is our storm along one word association, and this is the law. The there's just the highly desired happy holidays. It is finally back, guys. It is a holiday spice cider, and let me tell you, it's like drinking apple pie. I, I think that's the best way to describe it. And I'm not an apple pie guy, but that is absolutely delicious. I highly recommend everybody go out and buy yourself some happy holidays from Storm Along. Um, the first word, Terrell, is Arturoa. Oh, he, he dropped off. Oh, geez. Um, hmm. That's all right. I'm sure, he thought, right. I'm sure he thought we just we wrapped up and you were doing the last plug. Yeah. Um, no big well, deal. Actually, he's back. He's back. Okay. He's okay. Doing. Okay. There he is. Okay. Terrell. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. So we're doing the one word association before we get you out of here. The first yep. one is Aotearoa. Uh -huh. The next one is Halloween. <laughs> Michael Mons. <laughs> <laughs> Hell That's yeah. pretty good. Hell yeah. yeah. That's really good, actually. Yeah. Phil Auckland. loves that answer. Yeah. Uh, Auckland. Um. Brett race. <laughs> All right. Free Jacks. Family. Hell yeah. The next one mm. is Australia. Ooh. Disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Final one is Jacks Rangers. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we've really enjoyed having you on here. We appreciate your time. We've got one word to get out of here, and we're going to wish you the best of luck up against uh, the North Harbor boys this weekend. You know what word it is in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! All right, Rangers. Tell us how we did. Send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Continue to interact with us on social media. We appreciate all the likes and comments that we receive on all posts that we have that continues to drive up our engagement online. People always ask me, Phil, how can I help the show? You can donate on Twitter or on our website uh, through PayPal if you would like to throw some money towards us. Also, we do have a merch store at jacksrangers.com forward slash store. You can check out the merch there and make some purchases if, if you would like. Make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube. We do release all of the visual video components to these interviews and segments on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed there. And please do give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on for podcasting. We would greatly appreciate that. We've got one more episode for you later in the month of October. And from there, we'll move into November with at least two episodes, I'm sure. We've got a big guest that will be announced in the coming weeks that will be in a November episode of the podcast, probably episode 57. Other than that enjoy your spooky season here in the month of october we will talk to you again in a couple weeks continue to ride with us we appreciate all of the fans of the show the rangers out there and all i gotta say is go free jacks saddle up let's ride and huzzah